Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 99 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. Today, we compare Koji Matsushita to Jusu Hook to see who's the best chopper. We talk about the chop block, the flared versus straight handles, and the finishing position for the forehand counter hit. As always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Morning, Jeffrey, and how are you this morning? Yes, um, I'm very good. Thanks, Alois. Um, as you can see, I'm trying my microphone a little bit closer to my mouth today. So again, let us know. We had a bit of indifferent feedback. Some people said, yeah, much clearer. And some people said couldn't tell the difference. So we're just trying something a little different here with the microphone and we'll see uh, what people's reckon, thoughts are. Yeah, I reckon if you get it up a little bit higher again, Jeff, it might sort of cover your face. might be even better. <laughs> That's much better like that, you reckon? Much better. Much better. <laughs> okay, I'll do the show like this. Oh, dear. Um, Alois, um, the German Open has just started. Yeah, so, yeah, just just playing uh, qualification events at the moment. Um, Yeah, interesting tournament in the men's especially. Um, So we've got Ma Long and Zhang Ji-Ke both playing. So, you know, uh, probably just using this as uh, a lead-up into the the Worlds. Um, And, of course, the German Open has to feature Timo Boll. So Boll back um, playing. Uh, he'll be back on the world rankings after this. So he's he's seeded number eight in the event and comes up against Ma Long in the quarterfinals if they both uh, reach there. So that'll be a, a tough and interesting matchup. Of course, uh, Boll playing with Ma Long in the world doubles championships in a few weeks' time. So uh, uh, will be will be good to see. Yes, indeed. And um, I notice Bowl is, um, you know, enjoys the German Open and I think he's the record holder for the most wins. Yeah, that's right. He's uh, won, yeah, won, won the event four times, um, 2004, 6, 8 and 2009 was the last time he won it though. So that's, that's a big six years ago. Yeah. Um, and and I think the last two times he's actually played it, he's lost to Obcharov four two. So you know Obcharov sort of taking over the mantle of the 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 best German, especially at the German Open. You know there'd be uh, a lot of bragging rights at the German Open between the two German players. So yeah, Obcharov's won in both uh, two thousand and twelve and two thousand and thirteen against him, uh, both four two results. So yeah, interesting. But um, will just be interesting. You know we we saw Bowl win the German closed. Event, um, we said we, he looked pretty uh, in pretty good form. So it'll be good to see just how he uh, performs now um, in the German Open, and you know whether he really is a contender for the worlds. Yeah, uh, exactly. And also Dmitry Ovcharov, you know, you've got a little bit of a question mark over his performance in you know big events, but the German Open is a big event, and he's been in the final the last three times. Alois, he won in yep. two thousand and twelve. As you said, beating Timo Boll. He beat Boll in the semi in 13 and, and lost to Fanzen Dong, I think, in the final. And then he, he won last year again. So he's got a good record at the German Open, Dimitri. Yeah, so, yeah, it will, will be very interesting. Um, and Zheng Zikur is also in the draw. So Dimitri's, I think, in the top half as well. So, you know, eventually we'll meet up with either Ma Long or, um, or Boll um, again. So, yeah. 
big event. All right. Well, let's see what happens. Interesting tournament coming up, guys. And um, yesterday's Pink Skillers question, Alois, was how do you watch the world's best table tennis players? And, you know, how would you watch something like the German Open? Um, what what do you do? Yeah, I, I, um, I like to get onto ITTV. They often have a lot of the Open tournaments on there. Um, just that's just through the ITTF website. Um, if, but if you look up ITTV, you'll uh, you'll soon find it. Yeah, I like watching it on there. There's usually live streams on there um, that you can that you can use. Um, a lot of people just get onto YouTube after the event as well and just uh, do a bit of a search for um, their favourite player or their favourite event or uh, whatever it is, and uh, and see if they can find something on there. So, yeah, I mean, it, we're, we're really we're really blessed with the amount of um, opportunity we've got to seeing the best players nowadays yeah absolutely it's 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 really good um so if you haven't checked out ITTV I'll put a link to it in the show notes have a look at it and of course yeah YouTube's always a great way to watch table tennis okay Alois that moves us on to the ping skillers question of today which is what has been your favorite question in our 99 shows so far so uh, jump on and leave a comment to let us know what your favourite question has been. Yeah, so uh, there'll be a bit of trawling through the 99 um, blogs, but uh, yeah, get on there, just have a, have a bit of a squeeze through and just uh, walk, walk down memory lane. Indeed, yes. All right, um, Antonio asked us, Alloys, who is the better, or who is better in defence, or who's the better defender, Koji Matsushita or Ju C Hook? Oh, for me, Ju C Hook. Um, Ju C Hook is just, uh, I mean, it's just a, a little bit more dynamic, I suppose, uh, with his attack, especially. Um, I mean, they're both they're both good defenders. I mean, Matsushita is probably just. Um, He's maybe better at just being able to retrieve the ball, but Juicy Hook is so explosive um, with his forehand that I think that just puts him ahead. And I think, on, I mean, world rankings wise, uh, he's definitely had the better, uh, better of the two. Yes, um, interesting. Always interesting to compare players, and good to get your thoughts on on those two. And uh, hopefully, um, you enjoyed that answer, Antonio. Next question is from Georgetta, who says, how to execute, if any, a block cut with the backhand? I know how to do a block cut with the running forehand, but I've never managed to do the same thing with the backhand. By the way, I don't know if this is the correct name for the hit. Yeah, so I think what um, what, he, what Georgetta's talking about is um, like a chop block. So if... Um, if someone's attacking to you, normally you'd block the ball, but sometimes you can just chop down on the ball like that. Uh, very difficult stroke uh, with inverted rubber. Um, you see it used a lot with the long pimple rubber, so um, it's a little bit easier to absorb the speed and the spin uh, when you're using the long pimple. So if someone attacks, instead of blocking straight forward like that, you block down on the ball. So it's very vertical stroke because you don't need any forward momentum uh, because there's enough forward momentum from uh, the top spin or the stroke that, the, that your opponent's played, and then you just come straight down on the ball, so dropping your wrist. Um, try to have a quite a relaxed hand as well. If your hand's tight, 
um, the the bat will be a little bit too firm and the ball will go too far. So you've really got to just um, have a very um, soft and relaxed hand so that you can absorb the speed and the spin um, of the ball. So as I said, usually usually best with long pimples. Um, can be done with uh, inverted rubber. You know, the great Waldy was a master of it, but um, a very difficult stroke. So really think about, um, yeah, I mean, probably just think about blocking the ball first um, and then you can experiment a little bit with the chop block. Yeah, indeed. I think that's good advice, Alois. Um, a bit of experimentation is always fun, but, yeah, you've got to really make sure you have those basics first. This question reminded me of... Um, Kenta Matadura's backhand block. He kind of comes down and sometimes puts a bit of backspin on it with a really strange stroke, and it seems to cause his opponents a bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got some amazing things that he does. I mean, he's, he's going across that way and down that way and across that way. Um, yeah, he does he does really uh, cause a lot of havoc. But you know, um, high quality player, lots of ability, lots of touch. In the wrist, but I mean, yeah, I mean, have a have a bit of a play around with it and see um, see how you go. Um, but don't forget your basics as well. Yeah, exactly. And and Kenta Matsudora still has you know a perfect normal block as well, which I guess gives him the ability to um, experiment more with his technique when he needs to. All right, Eduardo has said, "I've been training my backhand to change my orientation to the table." Most people say that the flared handle is better for the forehand and I use a straight handle to improve my backhand technique. Is it viable to change or should I stay with a straight handle? I really don't think it makes much difference. Um, so what, what they're talking about with a flared handle, so the flared handle, so the, the bottom of the handle um, goes out a little bit like that. So um, instead of, yeah, so this one... It's a little bit straighter, but it's still a bit, you know, flared out there. But some some handles are completely straight down. Some handles uh, flare out at the bottom. And then there's the anatomic handle as well, which has sort of a little bit of a bump here um, that fits into your hand or fits into the the, uh, the palm of your hand a little bit, little bit easier. Really doesn't make any difference as far as um, what's good for attacking or forehands or backhands. It's just... It's completely just a, a matter of preference and what feels best in your hand. So, yeah, see, so, so, uh, just just put it back in your hand, see what feels the best. Okay, good advice. So pick a handle that you feel comfortable with and remember it's not going to make a difference to your backhand or your forehand really. Now, Alice, when I was just starting, there was a bat, and I think I even had one, called the Kiel Johansson bat. And it was actually a bit of both on one side it was concave on the other side it was um convex is it um so the handle was shaped out like that so you could only really hold the bat one way you couldn't switch it around because it was really uncomfortable the other way do you ever remember a bat like that uh, vaguely the shell johansson yeah i remember the old shell johansson bats were re- just really conical um, down the handle, but um, I do remember a bat something like that that was yeah that could only fit one way in your hand. But you had one, huh? I had one, yeah, and um, I never knew that's how you pronounced his name. But uh, thanks yeah, for clearing yeah, I, that up. I, I, only the only the tough kids had bats like that. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. 
Um, all right, so hopefully that's helped you out, Eduardo. Um, just stick with whatever's comfortable. All right, now Georges has said, my coach told me that I was finishing too high. I got a bit confused since I'd been doing just what I'd seen in your video. So I decided to keep on finishing high at my eyebrow. The coach kept saying, finish lower. What should I do? Yeah, so it's an interesting one. So um, the coach, uh, so Georges was sort of yeah finishing here, like we sort of recommend with uh, with the forehand. The coach was getting him to finish um, a little bit lower uh, down there. Um, you know, it doesn't make too much of a difference, but I think once you start to finish too low here with your uh, with one stroke and then the other stroke, like the top spin, you're finishing higher, you're changing a little bit too much. So um, I think as long as you're going along the same path, it's all right. Um, but, you know, it doesn't really make a big, big difference. You know, it, just see just see what uh, is comfortable for you. One really critical thing that is don't go past this middle line down your body. So don't go out past there because that um, is going to throw you off balance and mean a little bit slower recovery as well. So make sure you're finishing here. We recommend going to this point here because then it just becomes an extension of your stroke. So for your counter hit, you're here. For your top spin, it's a little bit longer and uh, um, uh, bigger stroke um, so yeah that's why we recommend that and it also gives you a very clear and precise finishing point that you know especially when you're learning um, where your bat's finishing um, so it's just easy to learn so then uh, your bat isn't finishing in all sorts of different positions um, as you're going through yeah excellent that makes a lot of sense and hopefully that's cleared up our thoughts on that for you George's Great. All right. Um, David Levy has jumped on. Thank you for asking a question using the Google Q&A app, David. He said, what bat do you suggest for an intermediate player who has a powerful forehand topspin and quite a lot of spin? Yeah, so um, there's no one particular bat or, you know, bat or rubber. The, th the thing to look for is um, that you're not getting a bat that's too fast. So something that's in the all-round um, type category, all-round or offensive minus, which is a little bit slower than the offensive bats. Um, and then the rubber is a really critical thing, you know. So something like a Mark V rubber, um, something maybe a little bit faster um, that will give you a little bit more speed. So intermediate sort of a pretty wide term, um, really depends on your your own skill level and your own um, experience with it. So, um, I mean, we, we recommend the ping skills touches, obviously, you know, because we just know that that's a reasonable bat um, to use. Um, but there are a lot of bats out there as well, just as long as it's something in the um, all-round type category, so not too fast, not too slow. Um, and then thinking about the rubber, something like a Mark V rubber or the other one we recommend, you know, is the Raxa 7. Um, but again, there's there's literally hundreds of rubbers out there that you can use as well. Yep, cool. And oh, as we kind of always do, Alice, I'll direct people to our How to Choose a Table Tennis Bat video. I'll put that in the show notes um, so you can have a look at that, David, and see our thoughts on the matter. Hopefully that's helped you out and thank you for jumping on and asking a question. All right, 
Alan has also asked a question, Alois. Um, he said, I am an amateur and I am almost the best in my club, but I am struggling to beat one player. He is very aggressive and I am also very aggressive, but my dad says to me that I should be more defensive, but I still lose. Do you have any tips? Ah, yeah, interesting one. So um, I'll see Dan later. He said that he's... Uh, He's just 12 years old and he's from Croatia and he's apologising for his English, but uh, English looks pretty good there, Alan. Um, Yes, so so tactically you need to just think about, okay, can you beat them um, with the attacking game? If you're beating them with the attacking game, um, then that's all okay. If you're not beating them with with speed or, or spin or whatever it is, then you need to start to think about something a little bit different. So maybe what your dad is talking about is, if you um, if you're a little bit um, better at keeping him away from that strong attack, uh, that would be better. So think about playing the ball a bit shorter to him. Think about um, if he does make the attack, trying to find his weaker side. So see whether he's got a, uh, his forehand or his backhand stronger, um, and play away from that area. So those sort of things are the things that you need to think about. But playing short is a really a uh, big part of, of learning the game and progressing with your skills. So being able to serve the ball, so it's short, short meaning that it's going to bounce at least twice on the other on your opponent's side, um, and also keeping the ball nice and low. Um, so if you can stop him from making those strong attacks, then um, you'll uh, start to get into the game yourself. Then you can have opportunities to make your own attacking game as well. Excellent. Good tips there. Um, yeah, so try out some of those ideas, Alan. Work on your serves and your short game and see if you can stop him from attacking more so you can be the aggressor. Good luck, Alan. Let us know how you go. All right, and um, we've got a few updates um, from Brock or uh, Victor <laughs> Alois. Um he said he forgot to say that he lost again to the tall guy and it's so boring that he can't beat him. Oh, but, um, yep. It's all right. It's all okay. You know, just keep practicing, keep going. It'll all happen one day and we will be celebrating. We will indeed, yes. Um, and then um, Brock also says, only one more show till you reach number 100. Yes, it is. And don't forget... You've just got 24 hours now to enter the competition. You need to go to um, the blog 96, uh, Ask the Coach 96, and tell us how we can improve the show. So put a comment in there for your chance to win a year's premium membership. Um, And Victor also said, who do you think will win the German Open Alloys? Who's your prediction? Zhang Ziku. I'm going Ma Long. Okay. <laughs> no right. ball? No Ovcharov? No, I don't think they can do it. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Um, one more question. Yeah. Sorry? Yeah, one yeah. more question. We've got one. I am a semi-beginner and I want to play a lot more, but sadly the nearest club is 45 minutes away. Any suggestions of what I should do? Yeah, it's it's always difficult. So, I mean, one is to, you know, um, try and get to the club as much as you can. If you can get there once a week or twice a week, um, great. If you can't get there um, often, I mean, just trying to find someone close to you that, if you've got a table, first of all, 
um, that can help you with your training. They don't have to be fantastic, just someone that can block the ball to you or someone that can feed multi-ball. Um, so feeding multi-ball means you just get a bucket of balls and they can feed the ball out to you uh, regularly so that you can practice your stroke. So that's um, one good way. As I said, they don't have to be great at table tennis. They just need to be able to um, feed the ball um, to you a few times. So um, give that a go. Um, there's also a few things that you can do uh, to practice alone, and we've got a lesson on that um, as well in, in as part of our training secrets. Um, if you go to the training secrets page, it's the last lesson on there. Um, so yeah, there's there's some good tips there on practicing alone. You know, just using any table, using walls to uh, get the ball back to you as well. So yeah, um, give that a go. But if you can get to the club, like even if you can get to the club once a week, um, yeah, that'd be really good. Indeed. All right. Hopefully that helps you out. Um, David's asked another question, Alois. He says, I use the Tomahawk serve, but I'm looking for a variety of serves. What do you recommend? Yeah, um, experiment, Dave. Um, So Tomahawk serve, try the reverse Tomahawk serve. So hitting the ball with the other side of the racket. So instead of doing that, do that. Try the pendulum serve. Try the backhand serve. the serving's all about just experimenting to start off with. Find something that that you can um, uh, that works for you. You know, uh, recently we're talking about the reverse backhand serve. So it's it's just a matter of finding something that you feel comfortable with and something that you um, have a little bit of a knack of uh, of doing. So experiment with all those serves. See which one that you like. Yep. Good advice again, Alois. All righty. Well, that wraps up. Show 99, everyone. Make sure you tune in for show 100 tomorrow. And uh, in the meantime, visit pingskills.com, sign up for our free newsletter, and check out all the great videos we have there. So thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. And uh, thank you, Alois. Okay, no worries. Thanks, Jeff. And yeah, have a great day, Pingskillers. See you for the big 100 tomorrow morning. Indeed. Bye, everyone. Oh, and if you've got any thoughts about whether the microphone's any clearer for me, let me know. Do we need to get one for Alloys or is he just perfectly clear anyway? All right, thanks, everyone, and catch you tomorrow.